This podcast is a production of Phoenix Media. Explore more episodes of this show and other great shows on the Phoenix Media Podcast Network by visiting phoenixmedia.us. The views expressed do not necessarily represent those of the company or its advertisers and may contain language that's unsuitable for younger listeners. Laugh it up, fuzzball. I'm about to do to you what Limp Bizkit did to music in the late 90s. Surely you can't be serious. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. Here goes the last DJ. I wash my hands of this weirdness. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another brand new episode of the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. It is Friday, March 5th. We are your daily dose of laughs and levity in a crazy, crazy world. I'm joined by my co-host, Mr. Tony Sanfilippo. Tony, how you doing this morning? Hey, everybody. Hey, Christian. Uh, doing good. It is Friday, ready for uh, the last uh, new episode this week. Well, the last episode this week. And uh, yeah, before we have the big turnover for our pop culture universe next week. Exactly. Woo! Yeah, as Tony mentioned, Phoenix Media, which was the future of broadcasting, is now becoming the multiverse of pop culture entertainment. All of our content on the network is going to be pop culture related. So, uh, you know, if you're a fan of anything pop culture, genre, film and TV, horror, sci-fi, action, uh, comic books, video games, anything geeky or nerdy, we will be the resource for you. Now, uh, with that being said, you know, let's go ahead and kick things off the way we do each and every day with a question for my co-host. Tony, you live in an area that gets a fair amount of snow. Obviously, you see snow plows all over the road when that happens. Are you familiar with any names of snowplows in your area? Um, not in my area, but I did read what you're about to ask me. So I, I know some of the names, and it comes from a place called Minnesota. Minnesota. Eh? Minnesota, eh? Uh, but no, I don't know of any what, what plows named here, you know. And like before this article, I would have thought Mr. Plow from The Simpsons. Yeah, that's the one that always comes to mind. For me, obviously, uh, Plowy McPlowface would be, you know, something that uh, most people would name a plow. But with that being said, you would think that by now, governments everywhere would be wary of letting the public name things. For every legitimately great moniker a citizen provides, like the Mars rover Perseverance, which got its name from a young student, you get a whole lot of Bodie McBoatfaces. You also have to be worried about John Oliver or Stephen Colbert getting their viewers in on the action, too. But those concerns didn't stop Minnesota's Department of Transportation from asking people to name a fleet of snowplows. Now they have a whole bunch of trucks with very nerdy, very silly names. And while most (laughs) of them are actually pretty great, one of them is obviously called Plowy McPlowface. The Minnesota Department of Transportation ran a contest to name eight snowplows in the state, one for each district. Citizens were able to vote for their top eight choices from a list of 50 nominees. The eight winners picked by one, uh, sorry, 122,435 unique voters include 
Duck Duck Orange Truck, Plow Bunyan, Darth Darth Blader. Ooh, not bad. Opie Just Gonna Plow Right Past Ya. Okay. Mm, That's dumb. Plowy McPlowface. Okay. Snowby One Kenobi. Ooh, I love that one. F. Salt Fitzgerald. <laughs> and the truck formerly known as Plow. A little uh, a Prince reference there. Snowby One Kenobi is really great, much better than Darth Blader. But the stealth best name here might be F. Salt Fitzgerald. It's legitimately funny. Of course, this is Minnesota we're talking about here. Well, it's the birthplace of the great Gatsby Arthur, author, it's also famously the home of Prince, which is why the truck formerly known as Plow might be the actual best moniker. Put that image on the side of the truck formerly known as Plow, then put it on every car in the state as well. You can find the list of all 50 nominees and their vote totals on the MN.contest site, um, and I'll post this article up on our Facebook page so people can check it out. Enjoy the names for themselves and obviously see the nominees as well. But uh, what a fun way for a local government to uh, get people involved and, and, and really just sort of have fun with something as inconsequential as naming a snowplow. It's quite inconsequential. I once named my plow Plowy McPlowface. It plowed the snow and broke the ice very nice, I thought. <laughs> no? <laughs> yeah, no, that's, uh, I think uh, all states uh, should do that. So that's a lot of fun. It's cool. Uh, I, agree. I agree. Well, I mean, not all states, but all states that have plows, obviously. Texas doesn't have plows. <laughs> Wouldn't make sense for Louisiana or Arizona, but uh, here in Nevada, yeah. there in Colorado, maybe we should petition our local governments for it. There you go. Well, folks, it is Friday. We have a wonderful show lined up for you today. Let's talk about today's show, shall we? It's Friday, Friday. Gotta get down on Friday. Everybody's looking forward to the week. We're looking forward to the weekend, but not before we bring you good news, everyone, as we do on Fridays. We have a segment called Guilty Conscience. Our call-in topic today is the hardest video game ever. We have a segment called The Willies. We round out the day with this day in history, and Tony is up next with the entertainment news. Folks, do not go anywhere. We will be right back. Ooh, yeah, let me tell you something right here, uh uh-huh. It's the Loot Crate subscription box, yeah, full of exclusive loot, box of prizes, and delivered to your door every month. Just pick up your favorite geeky genre, daddy. (laughs) From the original Loot Crate, the Loot Crate DX collectible boxes, dude. Cowabunga! To the Loot Gaming video game box. Woohoo! Wowzers! With crates starting as large as $11.99 per month, those are backs just about for all collectors. To get your geek on, head over to phoenixmedia.us forward slash loot crate and claim your exclusive offer. That's F E N I X media.us forward slash loot crate. Great Scott! Snap into a loot crate, it. Get 
everything you need for the Christian Phoenix Radio Show over at phoenixmedia.us or on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash phoenixmediaradio. Now back to the show. We are back, folks. This is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. Now, we've got a little thing called the Phoenix Line. It is our 24-hour-a-day, seven-day-a-week voicemail line, giving you guys the opportunity to chime in on anything whatsoever. Maybe you named a snowplow. We want to know about it. Give us a call at 855-PHOENIX-RADIO. That's 855-F-E-N-I-X-R-D-O or 855-336-4973. All we ask is that you keep it entertaining. We'll compile those together, put them out in a future show. Now, speaking of entertaining, Tony is here with the entertainment news. Good morning, everybody. It is Friday, March 5th, and here is your Filippo Fast Five. Speaking of fast, Fast 9 has been delayed again. Disappointed! The family returns June 25th only in theaters. So it was supposed to come out in April. I mean, it's already been a year delayed, so... It's still shooting for the summer, and from what I was reading, uh, summer movies, uh, they're hoping to have a somewhat normal summer season. So, fingers crossed. We will will see. Uh, A Quiet Place 2 release date uh, was revealed by John Krasinski. He said, we've waited long enough. It's official Memorial Day is when that will drop in theaters. So, they're done waiting, too. It's coming out. Oh, good for you. You remember Turner and Hooch? Oh, yeah. The old Tom Hanks movie? So Disney Plus is bringing the series back, and it's bringing back Reginald Vell Johnson, a.k.a. Carl Winslow, um, as Mayor David Sutton. Apparently he was in the original. So he'll be coming back if you're into that. Steelers side quarterback Ben Roethlisberger to a friendly one-year contract. He's going to give it a go one more time. Yay for Steeler fans. And ESPN made a huge offer to reunite Skip Bayless with Stephen A. Smith. Uh, they offered him a $31 million contract only for Fox Sports to up it and offer Bayless a four-year $32 million contract. Can you believe Skip Bayless gets paid $32 million to just sit and talk sports and just kind of troll, more right, or less? Right, That's and it. If I remember correctly, Skip Bayless and Stephen A. Smith had a little bit of a falling out, right? No, they're still close. Are they really? Okay. Yeah, it was, it was about money. Okay. Always about the money, buddy. You know, like if you know the show, you know, gets big money, and they're like, "You're gonna need to replace that really terrible co-host of yours." You know, as long as there's a buyout, there won't be no personal. Never. Yeah, hopefully never. (laughs) (laughs) I digress. So today, obviously, is Friday, which means Wandavision's out. It's uh, the finale. Um, It's even titled the series finale so i think this is the only season we're gonna get so soak it in uh disney plus has been crashing a lot uh with a lot of people streaming today so good luck if you get to watch it i did watch it i'm not gonna spoil anything but enjoy uh with that being said uh the reason why i bring that up is we are now two weeks away from the falcon and the winter soldier from uh taking its place so every friday we will have a new marvel show um so with the Falcon and Winter Soldier is going to be um, a, a major adventure to follow the events of Avengers Endgame. The former sidekicks will take spotlight as they attempt to live up to the legacy of Captain America and defend the world from the threat of Baron Zemo. Is it Zemo or Zemo? I probably it's Zemo. That. Zemo. Okay, yeah. 
He will challenge the heroes in surprising ways. Because the series is dealing with the aftermath of the blip, fans should expect some major references from the Marvel Studio releases. During an interview with Disney's 23 magazine, the Falcon and Winter Soldier director Carrie Scogland spoke with the up- about the upcoming series. She said that Marvel fans will discover interesting ties to comics and movies, much like WandaVision. I think we're able to find some really wonderful Easter eggs that you will discover as we go by going deep into the material. One of the great things about having six hours is you have time to do that. We've had some fun finding events, places, people, and things to bring to the fore. We had fun and definitely were informed by earlier comics. Winter Soldier actor Sebastian Stan backed up these statements playing credit to Marvel Studio head honcho Kevin Feige. He plays credit to the original mantra of the MCU stating that if you pull back far enough, it's all connected. What's amazing about the incredible universe Kevin has created is that there are all these vignettes happening. Sometimes they're all happening at the same time or they're happening at different times, but when you zoom out of it and get a bird's eye view, it's seemingly all connected. So um, you guys, we can check that out. March 19th, uh, definitely excited for this. Um, Also, before I I turn it over to you, Stay tuned. There is a post-credit scene at the end of uh, the finale of WandaVision, just so you know. Good to know. Yeah, I mean, most of them didn't have post-credit scenes aside from two episodes ago. And, uh, you know, if you turn it off early, you might miss something important. But, uh, no, I'm looking forward to Falcon and Winter Soldier. Um, It's exciting that Baron Zemo is going to get his iconic purple mask. I think most people were disappointed in Civil War that we didn't see that. But, uh, you know, it's going to be action-packed. It's going to be sort of an espionage thriller. And uh, I'm looking forward to it. I am, too. I think it's great. Um, And it just gets us, uh, as we keep rolling, that'll put us through May. And I think in May, if I'm not mistaken, there's something else taking place before Loki. Unless Loki is right after. I think it's Marvel's What If. Okay. Which, that's still pretty awesome. But I'm I'm really excited about Loki. I can't wait to start talking about that. That's going to be good. Uh, moving on to the other side of the comic book world, uh, Zack Snyder's uh, Justice League chapter titles are revealed. As I asked you yesterday, is it going to be one four-hour movie? Is it going to be four chapters? You said chapters. I deliver what those chapter titles are called. So um, this will be uh, the first episode. Uh, part one will be called Justice League, Don't Count on It, Batman. Part two will be The Age of Heroes. Part three will be Beloved Mother, Beloved Son. Part four will be Change Machine. I guess this is going to be six parts. Uh, Part five, All the King's Horses. And part six, Something Darker. As Zack Snyder has teased the film will end on a massive cliffhanger, that Something Darker title isn't exactly a point to it, doesn't point to a happy ending. Um, So uh, March 18th, if you have HBO Max, you'll be able to watch... Justice League, um, no word if it's just going to be kind of like Disney Plus with you got to wait each week. My thought is it'll be available to you a la Netflix where you could just kind of go to town on it if you wanted. Yeah, I was reading an article this morning uh, actually on those chapter titles, and I get the sense what they'll do is they'll give you the option. You can either watch it in one large chunk or you can do it in individual chapters. Yeah, I'm going to go the chapter route. How about you? Um, you know what? I may just wait till that Saturday and just bear down and take four hours out of my life to watch it as a whole. 
Oh, there you go, man. Either way, we'll be discussing it on the show after we both watch it. We'll kind of give you our thoughts, and uh, maybe Monday we can uh, share our thoughts on WandaVision as a whole. So, um, not like you have to share a whole lot of thoughts in the entertainment world. Uh, we both inter- we both enjoy it very much. So, um, uh, going away from uh, the world of TV, in well, we'll stick in TV since we're kind of still there. Uh, Paramount Plus is now live. Um, so if if you uh, it's now launched, it's it's no longer CBS All Access. Um, the app formerly known as that is expanding. It now offers the subscribers mountains of entertainment, live sports. Um, you get offerings from networks like MTV, Comedy Central. Um, it's going to be a big, actually, quite a huge competitor for Netflix, another one, uh, because a lot of their content is on Netflix, like Avatar and Top Gun. A lot of the Paramount stuff will now transition over to their own network, so there's another big blow for Netflix. So it's a good thing Netflix is good at cre- uh, creating original content. Right. Uh, so um, so you can you guys can download it now. You can catch things like SWAT, Clarice, um, exclusive programs, The Good Fight, The Twilight Zone, Star Trek Discovery, SpongeBob, uh, Sponge on the Run, which is going to be out in theaters uh, today, uh, Camp Coral, uh, Corral. I don't know. Camp, I would get to say Camp Coral. I think it's Coral. Coral. Yeah. yeah. Coral! Camp Coral. SpongeBob's Under Years. And the revival of the original season of The Real World. Okay. I don't think that would be all that exciting. Uh, but you could also catch... Uh, stri- it'll be the streaming home for new movies like Quiet Place Part 2, Top Gun Maverick, Mission Impossible 7, and really anything under the Paramount brand. So Transformers, um, Hasbro. And... And what's good is you have this, right? You you were a CBS All Access uh, subscriber. Now you have this. Have you had a chance to check out uh, Paramount Plus yet? Yeah, I tuned into it yesterday. The reason I originally got CBS All Access was so I could watch football games, watch live football. And other than that, it wasn't all that impressive. Uh, yeah, you had the original Star Trek series. You had the, uh, the new Twilight Zone. Uh, the stand had been great. But uh, other than that, it didn't provide a whole lot more content. Turning it on yesterday with the new Paramount Plus, I mean, it's got everything that MTV had, everything that Comedy Central had, everything that Nickelodeon had, whole bunch of movies. It looks like it will be a good Netflix contender. Does it have a double there? It does. Really? Yep. Oh, my God. It has, it has Ren and well, Stimpy, Beavis and Butthead. It's, I mean, you name it. Both versions of Are You Afraid of the Dark? Oh, very cool. That's awesome. I, uh... You know, I uh, ended up getting it as well. I have not set it up or anything, but uh, um, I haven't got a chance to look at it. But I did get it as well under a promo. So give it a shot, see how it goes. I mean, my time's limited as is, so it's one of those extra things to have, you know? Exactly. (laughs) Uh, Now moving out of the world of that, um, it looks like the last story of the day before birthdays will be a little video game news, and that is... uh, E3 2021, the live event, which will bring uh, consumers and fans uh, to showcase all their new video games, um, has been canceled. It's at least physically. Okay. They're going to do a full-on digital one, kind of like we reported with Comic-Con at home. Um, They're going to do probably like trailers. They're going to have keynote sessions. I don't know how exciting that'll be. but if it's done in the vein of like the Nintendo live events or direct events, um, 
this could be really cool to showcase off. So um, hopefully Microsoft, Nintendo, and Sony all put together some great packages, and hopefully we get some great games from uh, the big heavy hitters, Capcom, EA, um, uh, just to name a few. You know, I don't know all the big developers out there anymore other than those two. Activision, it's another big one. <laughs> Konami. Um, well, you know, Konami doesn't really put out crap anymore. I'm joking. Which is a bummer. And they were big. I mean, they have a lot of uh, great properties. But, uh, yeah, man, that's uh, that's going to be a big thing. They're, they're shooting to still do it around June. Uh, but, you know, in, in this day and age, I think a lot of these companies kind of get the thing. They're like, yeah, why go to these things if nobody's going to be there? We can put our own stream and session out. So Exactly. So, but with that being said, that's your entertainment news today. Now we'll roll into a rather short list of birthdays today. It's not overly it's big. My it's my birthday! Oh, yes. This Cuban-American movie actress gained mainstream for Training Day and starred in Too Fast, Too Furious. I don't know what she's been in lately, but uh, Ava Mendez is 46. Um televangelist pastor who's seen millions of broadcasts from Lakewood Church and a mega church in Houston, Texas. Joel Osteen is 57. Uh, from Fort Collins, Colorado, he played young Anakin. I'm Anakin, and I'm a person! Jake Lloyd is 31. Wow. He's from Fort Collins, Colorado. Weird, and he's 31. Does that make you feel old? Oh, yeah. Uh, talkative magician who became a part of a clever illusionist duo Penn and Teller um, also, um, he had a doppelganger in uh, Brent Smith of Shinedown. Uh, Penn Gillette is 65. Up until Brent lost all that weight. Then he didn't look like Penn anymore. And lastly, legendary Dallas Cowboys wide receiver who was inducted to the Pro Football Hall of Fame in 2007, who recorded over 1,000 receiving yards in five straight seasons from 91-95 and helped the Cowboys win three Super Bowl championships. Michael Irvin is 54 that's your celebrity birthdays for March 5th, and that's your entertainment news. We'll see you Monday for more exciting stuff. Well, folks, that does do it for the entertainment news. When we come back, it is Friday. We like to take you in the weekend on an up note with what we like to call good news, everyone. Don't go anywhere. We'll be back after these messages. After these messages, we'll be right back. Everything you need for the Christian Phoenix Radio Show over at phoenixmedia.us or on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash phoenixmediaradio. Now back to the show. Now back to the show indeed. This is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. Now we are all over social media with many of you watching us as we speak on Facebook Live and YouTube Live. Now if you want to get a hold of me on social, I'm available at facebook.com forward slash Christian Phoenix Radio. That's Christian with a K, Phoenix with an F, radio of course with an R, or on Instagram and Twitter at Phoenix Media Radio. Tony is available at facebook.com forward slash Tony.sanfilippo. That's S-A-N. F-I-L-I-P-P-O dot nine four or on Instagram at Tony dot Sanfilippo 81. Now, being that it's Friday and as we like to do on Fridays, you know, there's so much bad news out there. There's negativity. There's vitriol. So much hate. We'd like to turn the tables a little bit and uh, take it. Did you say, did you say hate? I said hate. Well, no, it would work if the soundbite worked. So that was a failed segment. Damn it. How 
dare you? <laughs> yeah, like this whole time, I, I it's just not playing. Oh well, I was gonna do the Anakin. I hate you, but didn't play. <laughs> In any case, we turn the tables a little bit, like to take you into the weekend on an up note with what we like to call Good News, everyone! I'll go ahead and start out. Last March, Derek Baker started sharing video clips of his life at home while in quarantine on TikTok. In the videos, he dances, chats with his siblings, works out, and shares funny bits to his 2 million followers. What makes the 23-year-old known as Baker Banter on the app stand out among TikTok users is that he shines a light on what it's like living with Down syndrome, or an extra chromosome which affects his appearance, mind, speech, and more. For people like Derek, finding a job is even harder than it already is, with many employers and workplaces not set up to accommodate people with disabilities and their needs. That's where Pioneer Bakery and Cafe comes into Derek's story. He was offered a job at the Kirkwood, Missouri establishment in October and shared the happy news on TikTok. So what just happened? Derek's mother, Valerie, asks off screen in the video. We just came to interview. It was so awesome right now. I'm so excited. I got a job. <clears throat> Excuse me. I got a job. Derek excitedly responds before breaking into a happy dance. It's pretty overwhelming when you have an adult child with a disability and they get out of the school system, Valerie told today. The key is having employers who have the patience and the understanding and the desire to help adults with disabilities and help them find meaningful employment. Pioneer Bakery and Cafe in Kirkwood, a suburb of, a suburb of St. Louis, is a collaboration between Lafayette Industries' Step Up program and MacArthur's Bakery. The bakery opened on October 1, 2020 and launched a two-year course for adults with disabilities to show them how to work in and manage a restaurant environment. The concept of the Pioneer Bakery Cafe here actually was inspired by two family friends of mine, both with children who had different special needs, Scott Reineberger, one of Pioneer's owners, told today. And once services were done for them, the question was, what now? What's next? Kat Warner, a program coordinator at Step Up, explained that Pioneer employees get in-person instruction before they get to apply their knowledge to hands-on work. We're in the classroom and we're learning those social skills that everybody needs, whether you have a disability or not. And then we go to Pioneer, where the students basically intern, and they're able to display those skills. This program gives these adults with disabilities that same sense of self, self-worth, Valerie said. Being important, being worth it, being needed, being productive, being a contributor to the world around you, really being a leader. The opportunities Pioneer Bakery and Cafe offer to employees are just like those at any other restaurant. Trainees do everything from work the point of sale to pour cups of coffee in the area and interact directly with customers, said Reineberger. The trainees are baking bread. You know, they're mixing, they're measuring, they're decorating. Jenna Baker, one of Derek's sisters, told today, they don't just employ people with disabilities, they are training people with disabilities to be the best versions of themselves. Through Pioneer, Derek who is one of 12 trainees in the inaugural course, has learned everything from using a cash register and de- decorating cookies to coping strategies for handling stress. At the end of the workday, Derek said it's all about sharing a positive attitude with people. I do bring joy to people, said Derek. It's wonderful to see when employers or when businesses you know, take up social issues, when they take up things like disabilities and really give people who may not otherwise have a opportunity to have that opportunity. And uh, it's for that reason that that's my good news, everyone. Yep. I think you muted tone. 
Yep, sorry. I was going to say that is definitely some good news right there for sure. Um, uh, let's see. It help if I uh, add mine. Mine has a... So a Chicago coffee shop owner um, did a good thing. Um, tucked into a suburban Chicago train station may appear to be an unassuming coffee shop, but that's what you get behind the scenes. is more than just your average cup of joe. For the seventh year in a row, shop's owner Pilot Pete, a.k.a. Peter Thomas, has been the driving force behind Coffee with a Purpose, an annual community initiative that collects and distributes coats and other necessities to help the local homeless population brave the harsh Midwest winters. Thomas says the idea came to him when he was trying to find a way to give back to the community as well as to get others involved. He admits he was initially unprepared for the positive avalanche of responses in the weeks prior to Christmas in the drive's first year, and other volunteers took in 3,000 coats. This year, for drive number seven, Thomas and crew helmed the Coffee with a Purpose Command Center from the back of a 26-foot moving truck. The humanitarian caravan made a total of stops total of six stops throughout the greater Chicago area. Pilot Pete's brewed up 40 gallons of coffee for the occasion. The hot java was supplemented by donations from three other Elmhurst businesses eager to do their part. Baked goods came courtesy of Rough Edges Confectionery. The truck and a drive were provided good move movers, and a custom truck signage was the handiwork of Angel Fancy Design Studio. At each stop, Thomas invited people to shop for whatever they needed. And when they say shop, it was shop for whatever they needed free of charge. In addition to coats, there was a wide selection of blankets, socks, hats, gloves, scarves, personal hygiene items to choose from. All collected, sorted, and hung by gung-ho community volunteers. Thomas notes that the added impact of COVID, there were more people in need than ever this time around. When we made this effort, all the shelters were on lockdown. No one was allowed in or out. That is, once you're out, you can't get back in. So there are more and more homeless people. This is a good year to be extra giving, Thomas said. Uh, But what Thomas and the community members who work alongside him are trying to achieve goes beyond merely handing out warm clothing and coffee, forging a human connection with people who are often invisible in society and an integral factor in giving equation. Thomas says that making donations one-on-one makes it feel more genuine because you never know when someone has been, where someone has been or what someone's been through before meeting them. With the homeless, we treat everyone the same or equal. According to Thomas's proud mom, Joni Morgan, her son's inclusive. Um, oh no, I zoomed up too fast and I lost my, <laughs> I lost my thing. I apologize. As you're reading, uh, you kind of go, uh, that's what happens when you don't uh, break this down. But yeah, it's um, lost my train of thought. I totally screwed that up. Uh, Mom sees uh, she's proud of her son, and uh, let me just go to the end of it. Pilot Pete's is more than a coffee shop. Um, it's a he is just a local hero. He loves to offer a sweet, tall cup of coffee and yeah, and great hospitality for years to come. Dang it, I'm so sorry I slid up on that. It just kind of <laughs> zoomed up, and it's a really long story. So, But, you know, what's really great about that is the fact that he takes the time to get the, uh, you know, these warm jackets. I mean, I can't imagine how cold it is in the Midwest. I'd imagine it is beyond frigid. If I get cold here in Colorado, I think Colorado gets cold. Um, you know, I think the fact that, you know, he can keep people warm in that area, uh, being homeless and trying to survive that. I think that's a great 
uh, a great cause and the fact that he can get other local businesses to partake with them really helps out. So that's uh, a fantastic uh, cause that he's doing and he, he has nothing to gain from it other than to give back. So. Yeah, and it's the best feeling in the world. And if you th really think about it, I mean, how many jackets or sweatshirts do you have in your closet right now that you never wear? They're just sitting there. Oh, yeah. You know, you can donate <coughs> those and, you know, give somebody who really needs them a chance to stay warm, especially right now when, you know, homelessness is, uh, you know, more prevalent than ever just because of the way the world is. Yeah. And I agree with you. I think that's uh, always a good cause. But, you know, hey, and you get warm coffee to warm up. I like the fact that you can shop and it's really you just get to pick whatever. So which is awesome. I'd certainly say that that qualifies for good news, everyone. Well, folks, that does it for good news, everyone. When we come back, we've got a segment called Guilty Conscience. So don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. <laughs> Get everything you need for the Christian Phoenix Radio Show over at phoenixmedia.us or on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash phoenixmediaradio. Now back to the show. Welcome back, folks, to the final segment of the first hour of this episode of the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. But don't fret, there is still plenty ahead with our second hour, including our call-in topic, the hardest video game ever. Now, it's so hard! They, they can be. Now, if you missed a portion of the show or you want to catch up on any of the previous shows, it's easy enough to do so. Head over to phoenixmedia.us, click on the show's link, scroll on down to the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. From there, you can get video, you can get audio as well, or head over to wherever you get podcasts. Apple, Google, Stitcher, Spotify, Anchor Breaker, TuneIn, iHeart, about 20 in all. While you're there, be sure to subscribe. That way you always have the latest episode. Leave a review, let us know what you think, and tell your friends because sharing is caring. Now, in this segment, which I've titled Guilty Conscience, we're going to be talking about things that uh, are, are totally legal, but feel illegal when you're doing them. Ooh, dirty, dirty, you say. Tony, is there anything that you do out in your day, out in life, that it doesn't feel like it sh you should be allowed to do it, but you can. There's nothing against it. It's just it doesn't quite feel right. Yeah, I would... There definitely is. I don't know. It's with the soundboard. Like it's every time I have a quick quip for it, it's just it, it freezes. So, um, yeah, man, it absolutely. I do have those thoughts at times. Um, off the top of my head, don't know, but I'm sure as we go through the segment, I'll have some stuff. But all right, yeah, we'll give a couple examples, and then from there, uh, maybe something will hit you. But uh, let's go ahead and start off with our first one. Basically, uh, our guilty conscious things that are legal that feel illegal. Inconceivable! This from Waste of Air 05 says, calling a teacher by their first name. You know, obviously, when you're in a classroom, you refer to them as Mr. or Mrs. or Ms., whatever it may be. And then you see them outside of school or years afterwards, and they say, oh, call me John, call me Sue, call me whatever it is, and it just doesn't feel quite right. Uh, Tony, do you recall any teachers growing up who actually preferred you call them by their first name? Uh, no. No, like, I always, uh, I've always called them by their last names and stuff, like, um, as far as teachers go, but my chiropractor, uh, Adam, it took me a while to just call him Adam because I I knew him as Dr. Harris. So it was always Dr. Harris, Dr. Harris. And then 
Like, and, and then we became friends over the talk of sports because I'd go see him, get fixed. We'd discuss sports all the time. Our 15-minute sessions were 30 minutes of just BSing football. So we became friends. And now he's just Adam to me. Like, that's that's Adam. That's a little strange. But it took, but, but it took a while, yeah. It was Dr. Harris for a long time. In the transi- Great, by the way, if you're in Thornton and you need a chiropractor, Dr. Adam Harris is your guy. Shameless <laughs> in, plug. In the transition, did you want to call him Dr. Adam? Like Dr. Drew no. or Dr. Phil? No, no, no. Okay. No, no. <laughs> Let's That's move like on that. with guilty conscience. Inconceivable! Things that are totally legal but feel illegal. For instance, uh, Christ on a Cracker 12 says, taking a right on red. Um, some people are just apprehensive to do it altogether. For me, I'm more frustrated with the people who turn right on reds when there are clearly signs that say no right on red and uh, or get upset when you don't turn right on a red when you're not allowed to um tony what's what's your stance on no right on red oh i think if unless it specifies it you should be able to do it i i don't get it it's like a yield you know they're not coming there you know you've got you got that traffic light still going, and as long as it doesn't say no turn right on red, then absolutely you turn right on red. Yeah, because because the, then you're blocking up traffic. Like it, it's exact. There's nothing that tells you to stop. There's zero stop signs, so turn unless specified. So yeah, I get it, I get annoyed with it as well. Fair enough. Fair enough. Let's How about get, you? Uh, same thing. You know, it's it's just. You know, know the rules of the road. You know, I think that half the people out there probably don't even deserve a driver's license based on the way they drive. But uh, you know what? Know when you can turn, when you can't turn, and uh, life will be that much simpler. Absolutely. Let's move on with guilty conscience. Inconceivable! Things that are totally legal but feel illegal. Going back to school on this one, Lily80236 says, Being in an empty classroom back in the day, I felt like I was breaking a law and someone was going to come in and yell at me. That was always a little strange. Yeah, you'd walk into a classroom either after hours or on the weekend or whatever it may be, and uh, it just didn't feel quite right. You almost expected it to be full of people, but, uh, you know, there's nothing wrong with it as long as you're not stealing. Exactly. I would say when I went to uh, my cousin's volleyball game last summer, um, not last summer, but it was around last summer, I had to go back into Carson High for the first time since we graduated. It was, it was just so weird because obviously no classes were in session, but it felt kind of like I shouldn't be there. You know, it was just, it was odd. It was odd. It was just, it was familiar. Everything came rushing back, like the, the, the memories in your head of what, where you were in all these spots. So, it was definitely a little strange. <laughs> Fair enough. Let's keep moving on. We're talking guilty conscience. Inconceivable! This from Evan E.H. says, Every time I go through a background check, I'm convinced that they're going to find out I secretly have a long and sordid criminal history. I've gotten maybe four speeding tickets in my entire life and have never had any other brush with the law. And, uh, yeah, you know, anytime you're filling out an application or, or doing a background check or something, you know, there's always that fear that, uh, you know, maybe somebody took out a warrant for your arrest somewhere that you have no idea about. And that anxiety builds up a little bit that uh, it's like, mm, what are they going to find? Exactly. Go! Or what or what little idiot tries to steal your identity. And that's when you find out. Oh, OK. Yeah. You own land in Tennessee or I do. I got another. I got another uh, letter from Bo yesterday about selling my commercial property in Tennessee. I'd say do it, Bo. Bo, I'll sell you my commercial property, dude. I, I don't know how <laughs> I'm going to sell it to you, but I'll sell it to you. Let's keep rolling. I never on. even said said property I own, though. 
There you go. Let's keep rolling on. Guilty conscience. Inconceivable! Things that are totally illegal but feel illegal. AXJ66 says, My daughter recently had ankle surgery, so we had a handicap placard for a few months. Every time we used it, it felt so strange. For me, I am technically eligible for a handicap placard. I have fibromyalgia, which can be severely debilitating depending on if I have flare-ups or, or whatever it is. But I never take it because of the reason that if I get out of the car and walk like I'm walking fine, it's those judging eyes of, you know, why are you parking in the handicap spot? You're not handicapped. You don't need it. Well, you know, sometimes, sometimes you do, but I, I'd rather just not deal with that social stigma. Yeah, it, you do see people like my, uh, she doesn't watch the show, so I don't care, but my ex-mother-in-law, she used to use, like, uh, her mom's, like, uh, um, I don't know if it was her mom's, it was somebody in her family's, like, um, handicap thing, and I'm like, you're not even handicapped. Okay. Some some people take advantage of it, but most people are, are a little apprehensive. They don't want to seem like they're yeah. they're taking. Advantage. I would I wouldn't do it. Yeah, but I would imagine if you, even if you had to use it, you probably don't even want to use it. So yeah, let's keep moving on. We're talking guilty conscience. Inconceivable things that are totally legal but feel illegal. This one I definitely relate to. Uh, a kitten suddenly appears as the uh, poster for this says, putting my hands in my pocket when I go to a store. I keep a grocery list in my pocket and reaching in to drag it out always feels scary. I'm not stealing, I promise. Every time I walk into Costco, I've got my list on my phone. And every time I put my phone in my pocket, I always sort of make a, like a grand gesture that it's my phone going into my pocket and nothing else. <laughs> Yeah, it's, uh, you know, it's definitely one of those things. It's easy to feel that way, especially sometimes if you're by yourself in a corner and you're like looking around for a while. Like sometimes I'll stand there and I'll I'll look on my phone at stores and stuff. And I'm always by myself. So it always looks a little suspicious sometimes. It's like <laughs> I won't have a lot of stuff. And it's like, oh, boy. Or like when I go into a Walmart before a workout, you know, I'm like in hoodie, and you know, workout pants. Look like whatever. the Unabomber. Yeah, hoodie over my head, and I just go in for, like, a couple things and get out. But, yeah, it, you know, because I go swing by the pop section for a second. So it's like, what's that guy doing? <laughs> yeah. Now, along those lines, and we're talking guilty conscience. Inconceivable! Yay! Jen H. says, going into a shop and leaving without buying anything. Uh, same thing. I used to go into Costco just to grab some food every once in a while because they, you know, dollar fifty hot dog and soda. How can you beat that? But as you're walking out and they're checking the receipts, you know, you you kind of squeeze past everybody who's you know with their carts, and you always feel a little guilty walking out with nothing in your hands and make it look like I, I have nothing. Right. It's one of those things that uh, when you go into those places and you leave empty-handed, it's a little odd. Because it's not something you typically do, you know. But back in the day when we had demos, you could actually demo. Uh, you know, people would just make a make a lunch run out of it. You just go, hit every sample spot, and then out the door you went, and you were good. Makes sense. And then finally, in guilty conscience. Inconceivable! Things that are totally legal but feel illegal. Kale University says, whenever the metal detector goes off in an airport security, I'm always nervous I somehow had something really illegal on me or I feel guilty for wasting their time, even though I, it's usually just a phone in my pocket. <laughs> yeah, when you get stopped anytime for security for something, you always feel like 
Oh, great. All the eyes are on you. When I was leaving Orlando, I set off an alarm, and it was because I forgot to take off the uh, belt triggered. And that's all it takes, but you still feel guilty. In any yeah, case, exactly. folks, that does it for the first hour of the show. We're headed into the long break. Go ahead and use the bathroom. Grab yourself a cup of tea. Listen to the news, and when we come back, we'll go into the second hour, including our call-in topic of the hardest video game ever. Don't go anywhere. We'll see you guys in about seven minutes. Laugh it up, fuzzball. I'm about to do to you what Limp Bizkit did to music in the late 90s. Surely you can't be serious. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. episode of the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. It is Friday, March 5th. We are your daily dose of laughs and levity in a crazy, crazy world. Still joined by my co-host, Tony Sanfilippo. Tony, you ready for the fastest hour of the day? You know it, buddy. You know, it's the final segment, or sorry, the final hour before the final, uh, you know, call it. Before we know it, it'll be the final segment, though. Exactly. You know, we're on a Friday. We're headed into the weekend. Uh, I'm excited to sleep in a little bit, though I've got a lot of work to do before the changeover for Phoenix Media to become the multiverse of pop culture entertainment, which which actually brings me to the interactive portion of the show, which this is, where we want to hear from you guys, the listeners and viewers, on our topic of the day, which is why we give it 24 hours in advance and give you a chance to call us on the Phoenix line, 855-PHOENIX-RADIO. Now, if you want to comment live, go ahead and head over to our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash Christian Phoenix Radio. Click into the live video there and comment. And then we've started using the Stereo app. So if you want to chat with us live about the topic of the day in the next segment, we'll open up the Stereo app and go through and we'll get uh, either people who want to talk or just random people that uh, it's actually been kind of entertaining over the last couple of it's, days to see. It's been, a lo- it's, been, it's been a lot of fun. I actually went back and uh, watched uh, some of our YouTube show yesterday and I, I went to that uh, specific segment just to listen to the calls again, and it was it was funny. I was still laughing even watching it uh, last night as I waited for WandaVision to load. So, <laughs> Well, and with that being said, today's topic is the hardest video game ever, and we're doing this as sort of a lead-up to, as I mentioned, Phoenix Media. Our parent broadcasting network is uh, switching over from a general-purpose talk radio, digital media, networking uh, uh network over to the multiverse of pop culture entertainment so most of the content that we'll have on there is all going to be video games comic books movies tv tabletop games anything geeky or nerdy this will be the resource for it including some uh coming soon uh, tv streaming viewing options which uh, i'm really excited about 
But with that being said, our topic of the day is hardest video game ever. Tony, I know you've got plenty of thoughts on this, but if there's one that comes to mind, what would it be? Well, you go back to when we were kids playing the original Nintendo. I mean, you think about how many times you'd get so far in a game and then you just, you were done. You ran out of lives and continues and it was back to the beginning. It was frustrating. But you went back and you would do it again because it was that quest. But for me, one game I've never beaten yet I love and it spawned many sequels and they're all just as hard as hell. And that's the Goals and Ghosts, Ghost and Goblins series. Um frustrating you have literally two hits before you're dead unless you get the super armor then you get three hits but it's like and yeah sometimes you get you could start halfway through but usually it was back to the beginning and it was the same repetitive thing but that game is so hard that i heard like if you actually beat it the reward is you have to go through it again and it's even harder so that game was hard it was so tough i I go back now you know uh nintendo switch just released their capcom uh arcade uh free download thing similar to what uh, they've got for their nintendo and snes but uh, they've got the arcade version of uh, ghosts and goblins on there and it is so so hard i mean enemies coming at you from every which way shooting at you and like you said you've got two hits if you die, you go all the way back to the beginning, and you've only got three lives. So if you get yeah. super far, then you die in that third life. Well, too bad. you got to start all over again. No save yeah. points. And the good thing with the Nintendo Switch one is it has a rewind feature. So now it's like when you die, you can at least rewind, but you just didn't have that growing up. And that game is extremely tough. I, and I know we're going to get into the app. I don't have a lot of people that chimed in. So when we get to that portion, if you haven't said it or – hasn't come up i'll mention uh uh another one that was really tough that i loved it was just hard well that's the thing i mean we've got plenty that we could pull off the top of our heads but for me another game that i loved again back on the original nintendo even got into a fist fight with my little brother over it was battle toads oh so tough that bike level that's the one. Yep, I could never Jeez get past Louise. it. It was like you were on this like jet ski, this hover jet ski and there'd be these barriers that appear and come at you. Nearly impossible to pass. In fact, uh, even beating the game, I, I only know maybe one, maybe two people who have ever actually done it. It was just so difficult. Uh, now, Tony, you've got the redo, reboot, remaster, whatever it was that came out on Xbox. Is that yeah. one at least a little bit easier? It's a little easier, yeah, but it's still hard, but not near as hard. You know what I want to play is that they just released this last week, uh, Ghouls and Ghosts or Ghosts and Goblins. Like It's a new one on the Switch with the new graphics and stuff. I want to play that because they said that one is just as hard as the original. Oh, fun. And kids these days don't know that struggle. Everything has save no. points. Everything, you know, you got unlimited lives. Not back when we were kids, but uh, folks, no. That- Definitely not. That is what we are looking for. The hardest video game ever, at least to you. And uh, go ahead and head over to our Facebook page now at facebook.com forward slash Christian Phoenix Radio. Click into the live video there and comment. Or go ahead and head over to the stereo app at stereo.com forward slash Phoenix Media. And we'll chat with you in a little bit. Now, folks, don't go anywhere. When we come back, it is all about you. So we'll see you in just a few minutes. Oh! 
Subscription box, yeah, full of exclusive loot, fun surprises, and delivered to your door every month. Just pick up your favorite geeky genre, daddy. <laughs> From the original Loot Crate, the Loot Crate DX collectible boxes, dude, Calabunga, to the Loot Gaming video game box. Woohoo! Yeehoo! Wowzers! With crates starting as large as $11.99 per month, those are facts just about for all collectors. To get your geek on, head over to phoenixmedia.us forward slash loot crate and claim your exclusive offer. That's F-E-N-I-X media U-S forward slash loot crate. Great Scott! Snap into a loot crate, it. Everything you need for the Christian Phoenix Radio Show over at phoenixmedia.us or on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash phoenixmediaradio. Now back to the show. And we are back, folks. This is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show, and we are smack dab in the middle of the interactive portion of our show where we want to hear from you guys, the listeners and watchers, on our topic of the day. Now head over to uh, sorry facebook.com forward slash Christian Phoenix Radio. That's Christian with a K, Phoenix with an F, radio, of course, with an R. Click into the live video and comment there. We're talking hardest video game ever. We gave our picks before uh, the last break. Tony mentioned ghouls and ghosts, ghosts and goblins. I was talking Battletoads, two very hard ones, but there are so many out there that uh, were nearly impossible to beat. Now, in a little bit, we'll also be going over to the Stereo app, where you guys have a chance to chat live. Just go to Stereo.com forward slash Phoenix Media. From there, you can download the app, and it'll take you directly to us. But we'll also get some random ones as well, which uh, are always fun. Now, with that being said, Tony, uh, I know you mentioned you didn't have a lot of people chiming in, but I assume you had at least one. Yeah, I had three. Okay. Um, so uh, Stacy chimed in, and uh, she said, Monster Hunter World, hands down... Uh, F those monsters. See, I never <laughs> played Monsters World or uh, Monster Hunter, so I don't know. So that was definitely I was expecting an old vintage game, but um, I could imagine that's a frustrating game because they're it, it is, some games are so tough. You're just like, yeah, I'm good. Yeah, or so big and so long. I mean, you think like a Zelda Breath of the Wild, which uh, you know, you and I would <laughs> never be able to finish because it's such a big, long game. Um, no, I, that was my first Switch game, and I haven't really touched it in. I can't remember the last time I played that one. Now, well, I have it. Who else do you have that chimed in? Uh, Mike and Lacey. Uh, Lacey's is Disney's Aladdin on the Sega Genesis. That game was hard. That was hard. Yeah. And then Mike's was uh, Toy Story. He was so excited as a kid to get Toy Story. Um, he had it on the Sega Genesis. And he was so upset the fact that the game was so hard that he couldn't enjoy the game. And these are supposed to be kids licensed games and they are so hard. And I can a hundred percent relate to that. Do you remember the original teenage mutant Ninja turtles on the Nintendo? That was the one I was going to bring up. I almost rage quit that game. It was so difficult. Yeah. The one, like when you have to swim through that stupid ass sewer, where you can't touch the electric plants and you're a turtle and you should swim good, but you would touch it and you'd instantly, lose your turtles and it's not like you even lost life it's like one touch and you were done yeah yeah and then 
and I, I know we're going to go to the app here here in a second, but you got to throw out uh, the Ninja Gaiden series and Mega Man. Mega Man was flipping hard. Now, the only advantage with Mega Man is ev- after every time you the beat passwords. a level, it, exactly, it gave you a little like uh, passcode matrix that I had notebooks filled with passcode matrix- matrixes for the uh, Mega Man series, which let you at least pick up after you beat a level but other than that they were so so difficult to beat so hard oh man the passcodes i remember i used to do that too my cousins uh they remind me to this day while they love me and think i'm a nice guy now apparently i was a little dickhead as a kid and i didn't share the passwords (laughs) like for some reason i couldn't share what i had that was my work i didn't want to share and i gotta say what a rude little dude man i gotta say the game genie was the greatest invention ever for beating games like ninja gaiden or teenage mutant ninja turtles because without it there's no way you can't beat. it's the only way i beat mike tyson and mike tyson's punch out this is the only way (laughs) exactly Well, folks, there is still time, so if you want to chime in on the hardest video game ever, head over to our Facebook page or go over to the Stereo app, which we're going to go ahead and get into now. Go ahead. This is going to be fun. things up here. And let's see. uh, Looks like it's trying to connect. Please wait. Please wait. All right, let's move on because apparently that didn't want to work. Bling <laughs> All right, it looks like we have Chris. Is that correct? Yeah. Hey, Chris, how you doing today? What up, today? Chris? All lives matter, man. Right on. All so, lives matter, baby. Got a question for you. Did you grow up playing video games at all? Yeah, I did. You did now. But like my videos were, were Atari and Sega, not PlayStation. Gotcha. So the old school stuff. Yeah, we were talking about nice. yeah, original Nintendo, Sega Genesis. What would you say was the hardest video game ever? The hardest video game was Super Mario. Super Mario was tough, you know. It's uh, getting used to the way that he slid around or fall into open holes, and of course, you only had you know three lives unless you got more. Yeah, that made it tough. Yeah, exactly. Right on. Well, Chris, we're going to keep moving on, but uh, appreciate you chiming in and uh, hope for playing my game. Hopefully, you'll uh, follow us and uh, chime in at a later date. All right, let's move on. We're searching for a new one. Looks like we got Tink. Nope. <laughs> Looks like Tink, Tink moved on. All right. Uh, it's oh. It saves. Is that it? Hey, what's up, Phoenix? How you doing? <laughs> Good. Hey. So it sounds like you're a video game player. Do you like video games? Hey, yo. Do you want to play some Warzone right now? <laughs> well, I got yeah, a question Warzone, for you. Baby. What would you say is the hardest video game ever? Hardest video game. Tetris. <laughs> no, I would say it would be um, Cold War, definitely. Cold War? Yeah, the zombies are hard. Cold War? No, I'm not familiar with that one. I'll have to check it out, but, uh, you know, it's uh, for every. Call of Duty. Anytime you've got zombie games. And... <laughs> He's telling you Call of Duty. Oh, Call of Duty. <laughs> Call of Duty, yeah. This is the zombies mode, right, guys? It's hey, the I'm zombie gonna mode. I'm going to drop you a follow, right? I'm going to drop you a follow. 
All right. Awesome. Sounds good. We appreciate that. All right. We're going to move on. Appreciate you chiming in. <laughs> I like that. He's like, call of duty, mate. All right. Whoop. It's funny, we bring people in, and then uh, every once in a while they switch. Uh, looks like we've got Gotus1324, um, which is still connecting. Hi, Gotus. It's funny. Are you a god? <laughs> uh, let's keep Gotas. moving. Keep moving on. There we go. Cha-ching, uh, cha-ching. Black X6 Phantom. Boy, you know, we as soon as we get them, some of them. There we go. Rosie X. How you doing? You there, Rosie X? Hi, this is Rosie X. Uh, my, the hardest game I ever played in my life was Snoopy. It was on the Nintendo and used to collect pizzas. <laughs> and that's my story, and I'm sticking to it. Boy. You know, this app is it fun. It's a rough but... one. All right. Looks like uh, we've got we go. Bilko Miko. Is that correct? You there? Oh, hi. Booger Mito? Booger? <laughs> Bilko Miko. <laughs> <laughs> Booger Mito? How you doing today? Oh. All right, we're going to keep moving on. <laughs> <laughs> I understand what he said. Boogerito? <laughs> De Niro 77. Are you there? Apparently, they are on mute. It's De Niro. Hey. All right. Uh, Keenan. <laughs> Keenan, are you there? Hello. I'm here. How you doing? So we're talking classic video games, even new video games. Did you grow up playing video games as mm -hmm. a kid? Um, yeah, the cartridge ones. The ones that came with the cartridge and then PS1. Right on. Heck yeah. What would you say is the hardest video game ever? <laughs> I'm not sure, but um, Bomberman. 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 You know okay. Know? Yeah, that was a fun one. Yeah. yeah. That could <laughs> get tough, too. The further you win, that. that one got harder. So. <laughs> yeah. So what's, your, so what's yours? Uh, we were talking, uh, for me, it was Battletoads, and then uh, my partner here, Tony. Um, it was Ghouls and Ghosts or Ghosts and Goblins. Okay, cool. Yeah, tough, tough Never games. Heard of it, but cool. Oh, they're they're fun. <laughs> they're worth going back and checking out. But uh, Keenan, we appreciate you chiming in. Uh, hopefully, you'll follow us and yeah, uh, chime in on a future yeah, one. Well. Okay, thanks, guys. Right on. Cool. Have a good day. You too, guys. All right, uh, we got time for a couple more here. Ah, oh, man. Let's <clears> see. <throat> We've got Peter Otengia, eight. Is that correct? Sorry. Is it Peter? Yes, of course, I'm Peter. Hi, Peter. How you doing today? Peter! Yes? Who's that one again? <laughs> so, we're, we're, talking, we're talking video games right now. Did you grow up playing video games at all? Video games? Yeah. Huh. Let's, let's start. Let's play. <laughs> now, what what would yeah. you what would you say was the hardest video game growing up? Yeah, my network is very poor this way in Uganda. Me, I'm in Uganda. Network is very poor. Oh, oh, that's cool. You're from Uganda, though. Uganda, Uganda. Yes, 
Yeah, that's yeah, awesome. Well, welcome. Very you, cool. Well, where are you? <laughs> we're in the U.S. Uh, we're in the Western U.S. But uh, you know what we're going to do is uh, we're going to move on. But uh, you know, hopefully, if your connection, uh, you know, uh, perks up a little bit, and uh, yes, you follow man. us a little bit later on, you can always chime in at a okay. little later point in time. Much appreciated. All right. Bye, bud. Okay. Okay. All right, and let's uh, let's do one more before we head to the break. Come on, big money, big money, be fun. No whammies, stop. Looks like we got Chloe. Is that correct? Yeah. Hi, Chloe. How you doing today? Are you streaming? We are streaming, and we're talking video games. Did you play video games growing up? Yeah. Wait, what are you streaming on? Oh, we're on everything: YouTube, Facebook, uh, Instagram, oh, Twitter, Twitch. YouTube. Right, give, tell, what's your YouTube name? Because we'll search you up. We're Phoenix Media. And uh, real quick, because we do have to go to a break here soon, but uh, just quick question. What was the hardest game you ever played growing up? Video game. The Sims 4. He's well famous. The Sims 4. Oh, my God. 4. Wait, how, how many elements <laughs> do you have? Sims was fun. Sims was a good one. But... Uh, you know what, Chloe? Go ahead and uh, follow us, and hopefully you can chime in. Uh, you know, a little bit down the road. We Which do... one's you? Uh, we're the one with the big Phoenix uh, emblazoned uh, uh, logo, and so uh, you know, if you follow us here, you can find out everything else. Uh, just go into the profile from there. But uh, you know what? Like I can't find you. I can't find you on it. <laughs> <laughs> go into go into our stereo profile, and They're from. Yeah, from there you can get everything. So, uh, But we appreciate you chiming in. And uh, we do have to move on, unfortunately. And, uh, you know, we're going to head into our break. It's always fun getting people from around the world. But uh, in it any really case... It really is, man. This app is, is definitely wacky. There's some random stuff. Who are you all, mate? I love it. I dig it. And uh, it was amazing that not many people play video games. We should have just said... Hey, you're on the air with Christian Phoenix Radio Show. What's your favorite, what's the hardest video game you ever played? Ooh, that's a good idea, Tom. Maybe maybe we'll do that instead of trying to read like their weird names, like Bleezy. You know, <laughs> like like if they if they uh, follow, maybe we'll give them a shout out if they actually leave whatever we say. Yeah. I don't know. And we're all learning. This is day three of it. Um, got no f bombs today. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, we're getting it <laughs> dialed in. But in any case, folks, that does it for the interactive portion of the show. When we come back, we've got a segment called The Willies. So don't go anywhere. Woo! We'll be right back. Get everything you need for the Christian Phoenix Radio Show over at phoenixmedia.us or on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash phoenixmediaradio. Now back to the show. We are back, folks. This is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. And we have this thing that we talk about a couple times each show. It is the Phoenix Line, our 24-hour day, seven-day-a-week voicemail line, giving you guys the opportunity to chime in on anything whatsoever, including our call-in topic of the day, which we give 24 hours in advance. We've been having fun with the uh, stereo app here, doing some uh, stereo roulette or press your luck. No whammies, no whammies, stop. But uh, in any case, if you do want to chime in, give us a call on the Phoenix line at 855-PHOENIX-RADIO. That's 855-F-E-N-I-X-R-D-O or 855-336-4973 for the alphanumerically impaired. All we ask is that you keep it entertaining. We'll compile those together. 
put them out in a future show. The call-in topic for Monday's show is songs you'd be okay never hearing again. Could be a good song, could be a song that you loved at one time, but it's so overplayed now or you've heard it so many times that you'd be okay never ever hearing it again. We'll be going through those on Monday, but you can always chime in on the Phoenix line with your pick over the weekend. <laughs> it's going to be a good one because I, I, I think I know what yours is going to be. Oh, you certainly know what mine is going to be. Yeah. Well, with that being said, let's move into our next segment, which I've titled The Willies. And of course, when you're talking about The Willies, talk about anything that, you know, gives you the chills or something that's unexplained or, or just plain weird. You know, Tony, you've given stories about uh, ghosts in your house before. Uh, anything that's happened to you maybe recently that's uh, you would quantify as like a glitch in the matrix or, or even just gave you the willies? Uh, definitely. Uh when I was going through the divorce, that weird little thing that I kept seeing up in that uh, walkway uh, in our house that got went from the master bedroom up to the up, upstairs bedrooms, and I'd always see that little glitchy thing, and and uh, the dogs would always freak out about it. So that's always those. But obviously, when you have like deja vu, sometimes it gives me the willies because I'm like, whoa, I've done this before. Like it, like it, and then it plays out. Sometimes it'll play out just for like. I don't know what seems like a minute it's probably like five ten seconds it plays out exactly how you're like oh oh but then it changes and then you're like oh okay yeah but. exactly and you you swear you guarantee that you've either either gone through this before or you've experienced it or you know have seen it at some point and uh it's it's unexplainable you know obviously nobody knows why that happens but uh it certainly does happen and you know it being a glitch in the matrix may just be the reason Right, it's something, man. It definitely throws you off, and your head's uh, your head definitely is like, huh? Yeah. <laughs> huh, okay. That was different. Well, we're going to run down a few stories that gave other people the willies. For instance, this one from Protector K Draco says, "My mom and I were on the highway driving home, and there was a semi truck in the lane next to us. Suddenly, the semi swerved into our lane. Luckily, my mom was able to get out of the way before it hit us. But soon after, I began feeling strangely." The entire right side of my face felt hot and sticky. I tasted blood and smelled the very pungent scent of gasoline. Then my head Ooh. and right arm started to ache really badly, and I couldn't feel my legs. Just as soon as the pain started to worsen, it went away, replaced with cold, eerie chill. I told my mom about this, and she couldn't come up with an explanation. I think I was feeling the pain in another timeline where my mom wasn't able to avoid that semi. That's like a, a final destination type moment where, uh, you know, you you, for, you, you see what's going to happen before it happens. And then, uh, you know, if it splits off that, uh, you know, death comes back and, and claims you at a later point in time. Yeah. Oof. That's definitely one of those things. It's uh, I and thanks to Final Destination, I think of weird things like that, especially when I see like big trucks with things, especially not that you get it much in Colorado, but like the logs i have been behind uh uh things that are set up like that but they're like the metal poles for uh -huh. construction sites i kind of think the similar thing i'm like oh god all it takes is one strap to just go yep. and then it's chaos yeah i do the same thing if i'm walking somewhere and there's something hanging above me i i take the the long way around if that's the case just don't, yeah don't want any accidents and you know, luckily, Final Destination was probably a, uh, a warning sign for many of us that grew up with it. Right. 
But let's keep moving on. We're talking about things that gave people the willies. This from More Joe Than You Know says, so I work for a joinery company and was delivering a load to a construction site about an hour away from work. And whenever I'm out and about, I just play Reddit compilation videos through my headphones. I was about eight minutes into a video when uh, in the middle of the town at a red light with a bad feeling of deja vu, the video started buffering. I thought it was odd since I had good reception, but was just going to wait it out. The light went green and the video played just long enough to say the word wait and started buffering again. I couldn't see anything at all. The road was clear, but I thought I'd listen, looked left, then right again. And there was a massive semi at speed that appeared out of nowhere and ran the red light. It would have taken out the driver's side of the cab and I'd have been toast if I didn't wait. Definitely reminded me of my own mortality. Isn't it crazy how like just the this, this littlest things sometimes turns out to be like the biggest blessing in disguise. Um, like when I was stupid and I bought that dumb Daewoo. Right. Like, like had Adam, our buddy, had rode, rode back up to Reno with me that day to go pick up that sweet sound system from Best Buy. <laughs> you know, if he would have gone with me, which he's like, nah, dude, I'm just going to like he went, you know, I took him back down and he goes, nah, I'm just going to stay home. Oh, come on, man. Come with me. Because uh, uh, he was supposed to. And then he's just like, nah, I'm out. And I'm glad he was out because then I got in that wreck where the lady ran the stoplight, wrapped me around a pole. But had he been in the car, he would have, I don't know, because that door was all the way up. Uh, it would have been bad. So. Yeah, yeah. He would have been seriously injured. And, you know, you got T-boned yeah. in that little tin can of a Daewoo. And, of course, that should have been your sign not to go replace it. But, uh Oh well, yeah. No, you, you yeah. Yeah, if I can go back in time, that would be a uh, that would be one thing I think I could fix without it having minimal effects on the future. Right. <laughs> I don't think there'd be too many butterflies affected in that one. No. Let's keep moving on. We're talking about stories that gave people the willies. This one from Infinite Chemistry eighty eight says, My mom died thirteen years ago. About four years ago, my dad was on vacation in Arizona with his girlfriend. He said he was up watching TV and the hotel phone rang. He answered it and said it was my mom's voice saying, I'm okay. He said, uh, Cass, and he said the phone was crackly and said, uh, tell Heather I'm okay too. He said his girlfriend was confused why the phone rang. He immediately called me even though it was late and he was crying. My dad doesn't believe in the supernatural, but still to this day can't explain the call. <laughs> That's... It's creepy, man. The unexplained, man. Yeah. And, you know, Tony, you know, your mom passed a, a number of years back. Has there ever been anything that's happened that made you think, hey, you know, maybe she had something to do with this or she's watching me or, or you know, she had some sort of, uh, you know, reach out from beyond? Yeah. Uh, there's a, There's been a few things. Definitely when you have those dreams, I don't. I've lost a few people close to me in my life, and when they show up in dream form, it's 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 surreal because yeah. it feels real. And, I mean, it, it could be conversations about what's really going on today, and it it's them telling you. It's it's. I've had that. Um, I haven't been in too many situations where I'm like, oh, thank God Mom was looking out. I mean, I'm sure she's looking out every day because there's, there's so many – I don't know. Every <laughs> – there's, I have no real example other than that. So. Yeah, that's all right. And then finally, in stories that gave people the willies, this from Superdogs5454. I dropped my phone in the kitchen, and I looked to grab it off the floor, but it wasn't there. 
I heard it hit the floor, but I couldn't find it. It was in the middle of the room, too. There was no way it could have gone more than three feet away from me. I checked under everything and went through the entire house looking for it, but it was gone. I had my mom call my phone and it said that my line was disconnected. I checked the Find My iPhone app and it said it couldn't find my phone because it couldn't find a signal. That was four years ago and we still haven't found it. It's like it hit the ground and immediately disappeared into another dimension. Bad. That's crazy. Especially if you just dropped it right there. You're like, where'd it go? Yeah, yeah. You know, maybe there's uh, dimensional gateways everywhere in the world and that phone just happened to find one. But uh, in any case, folks, that does it for this segment, which we've titled The Willies. When we come back, we're heading to the final segment, not only of the day, but the week. Yes, it is time for This Day in History. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Get everything you need for the Christian Phoenix Radio Show over at phoenixmedia.us or on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash phoenixmediaradio. Now back to the show. And we are back, folks, to the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. It is the final segment, not only of the show, but of the week. And, uh, you know, if you missed a portion of the show or you want to go back and catch up on any of the previous shows, it's easy enough to do so. Head over to phoenixmedia.us, click on the show's link. Scroll on down to the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. From there, you can get video, you can get audio as well, or head over to wherever you get podcasts. Apple, Google, Stitcher, Spotify, Anchor Breaker, TuneIn, iHeart, Doozer, Dozer, Geezer, Gozer. Are you a god? Yes. Yes. Oh. Yes. Yes. <laughs> there you go. While you're there, be I sure... Went- I went and tried a uh, YouTube Yes stream on that one. All right. All right. Fair enough. Folks, while you are there, go ahead and uh, subscribe. That way you always have the latest episode. Leave a review. Let us know what you think and tell your friends. Because why, Tony? Sharing is caring. Sharing is caring. Great, Scott. Well, folks, (laughs) as we like to do at the end of the show, drop a little knowledge on you, hopefully make you laugh at the same time. It is time for This Day in History. Crossing the globe for the stories that turn the world on its head. This Day in History, with your correspondent on the beat. Christian Phoenix. Thanks, Oh, little Phoenix. (laughs) Let's kick things off this day in 1616. Astronomical work de revolutionibus, okay, by Nicholas Copernicus, placed on the Catholic Forbidden Index. God forbid that uh, science and religion mix because, you know, there's nothing beyond the stars, so. Yes, nothing for you, Copernicus. (laughs) Moving on this day in 1715, uh, sorry, 1750, the first American Shakespearean production. It's an altered version of Richard III in New York City. I wonder if they took out the uh, the British accents and, you know, the these and thous and just put in I's and U's. No! I say, mate. <laughs> hey, mate. <laughs> I don't think it was Australian, right? No. But you know, it's funny. When we were scrolling down through uh, this day, I thought in 1645 that said the Battle of Joku. I was like, Star Wars? <laughs> <laughs> Star Wars did take place a long time ago. Yes, it did. Galaxy far, far away. 
maybe 1645. But let's move maybe. on. This day in 1770, the Boston Massacre incident on King Street. British soldiers kill five men in a crowd throwing snowballs, stones, and sticks at them. African-American Crispus Atticus is the first to die, later held up as an early black martyr. Massacre galvanizes the anti-British feelings. And of course, 1776 is when we gained our independence from Britain. Uh, the Revolutionary War stemmed from all of this. And uh, we are the country we are today because of, well, incidents like that. There you go. And I liked his cousin, Bootius Maximus. <laughs> you know, He went hand in hand with Crispus Ataxus. Exactly. Atticus. Attacks yeah. us. <laughs> Let's move on this day in 1807. The first performance of Ludwig von Beethoven's Fourth Symphony in B. You know, that wasn't my favorite. Mine was uh, his Fifth Symphony in uh, D minor. But uh, Okay. Yeah. I just think that's good. This song will be Fourth Symphony in B. Could you imagine if songs were named that way now? Like song number four in... Down tune D. Yeah, did you hear that new Metallica song? It's called the Tenth Symphony in uh, a Drop C. Right. And what? What? <laughs> yeah, it was my favorite. The riff was heavy. Oh, totally. Let's keep moving on. This day in 1836, Samuel Colt manufactures the first pistol, a 34 caliber Texas model. Oh, okay. So that's not, but that wasn't the Colt 45, though. No, but I'm no. assuming. That it's the same uh, manu- uh, that Samuel Colt was uh, where we got that from. Yeah, this is the predecessor. Uh, I guess you could dub it the Colt 34. There you go. Moving on, this day in 1853, piano company Steinway and Sons, founded by Heinrich Steinway, later, later Henry Steinway, in New York City. Steinway piano is probably the most famous piano out there. Anytime you pass by virtually any, uh, it's either uh, Yamaha made in japan or steinway which uh you know is obviously expensive but beautiful i wonder how much a piano cost back then Ooh, that's a good question like obviously for their times it, it was probably really expensive but i'm just curious by uh what today's um you know like if you said oh you can get a steinway for like 150 dollars or whatever you know maybe back then that was a lot well, and back then they were all handmade. They weren't mass produced like they are now. And some are still handmade, but uh, yeah, I, I assume that only the rich could afford them. Yeah, I would imagine they are fancy looking. Let's move on. This day in 1872, George Westinghouse Jr. patents triple air brakes for trains. I wonder if he's the same Westinghouse behind uh, uh, cheap electronics from uh, Walmart. Right? Hmm. <laughs> Oh, speaking of inventors, this day in 1904, Nikola Tesla describes the process of the ball lightning formation in electrical world and engineer. Um, It's amazing to think that how history could have been different if the government had gone with Tesla's designs as opposed to Edison's. Right. I like... uh... The band Tesla is named after him, and they do sing a lot of stuff about tes- about uh, Nikolai Tesla and Edison. I think that one Tesla shirt I wore on the on this show, I don't know, months ago, that looked like a giant penis. I think it was that big ball of lightning formation. That's thing. what it was. Yeah, tes- that was yeah. what a Tesla coil is. It's basically a long shaft with a ball at the end, and yeah, because that's what it, that's I think what that big penis shirt looked like. Yeah. You know? Uh, a great movie to watch if you want to see those sort of in action is uh, The Prestige, 
with uh, Hugh Jackman and uh, oh, Christian yeah. Bale. All right, let's move on. Tony oh, Gitch- Christian Bale was the other one in that one, right? He was. And David Bowie yeah. played Nikola Tesla. Oh. Tony, get your impression ready. This day in 1960, Elvis Presley ends his two-year hitch in the U.S. Army. Oh, thank you very much. I'm uh, checking out, little lady. Uh, I can't do this army thing anymore. i got to go down to Vegas. I-, I know I look all good and stuff with a little hat, but uh, uh-huh. My-, my impersonation's still pretty bad. It's getting better. It's getting a little bit better. It- yeah, that almost sounded like Mr. Mackey at the end. Uh, okay. <laughs> Start- it's starting to go that way a bit. Let's move on. This day in 1963, the 20th Golden Globes. Big winner, Lawrence of Arabia. Oh, no, that's the other Golden Globes. Lawrence of Arabia. It's an easy joke, but... Uh, oh, that was, that was a good it. one, man. I'll give you that. That was good. All right. This day in 1971, <laughs> Stair- Stairway to Heaven by Led Zeppelin. This first play... Played live at the Ulster Hall in Belfast by Robert Plant, Jimmy Page, John Bonham, and John Paul Jones. Probably one of the most iconic rock songs of all time and still forbidden in guitar stores today. Yep. No stairway. Bogus. That'd be worth looking into why why it's discouraged. Yeah. Is it because it's long? They just don't want to hear it, maybe? I don't know. Maybe they've heard it so many times, it's... It'd be a perfect topic for uh, our Monday call-in. So. There you go. Songs you just never want to hear again. Yep. That Spoiler alert, I doubt that's mine or yours. No, so. it is definitely not. Let's move on this day in 1997. Tommy Lasorda, Nellie Fox, and Willie Wells are inducted into the National Baseball Hall of Fame. Unfortunately, we recently lost Tommy Lasorda, but mm-hmm. great, great manager. He was a pitcher at one time as well. Yeah, fantastic, well-deserved, an icon. Um Again, uh, the Baseball Hall of Fame could be so much more, but it's kind of a joke. Yep. Let's keep moving on. This day in 2002, the American reality TV program, The Osbournes, featuring the family of Ozzy Osbourne, premieres on MTV. Seven! What was he? Oh, Ozzy, you need to settle down. Yeah, that's pretty much a, a good summary of the show. Yeah. <laughs> and then finally, this day in 2015, Harrison Ford crash lands his 1942 Ryan Aeronautical ST3K4 airplane in California on a golf course and uh, only suffered minor injuries, surprisingly. That's good, man. I couldn't imagine if we would have lost um, uh, Han Solo that day. That would have been very, very heartbreaking. It would have been a sad day. Well, speaking yeah, of days... Kylo, Kylo wouldn't have been able to kill him either. Nope, nope. Speaking of days, let's run down some of today's holidays for today. Holidays. And there's plenty to go through that we're going to celebrate. For instance, today is Cinco de Marcho. I didn't realize that was actually a thing. I, I didn't know that was a thing either. It is a Dress in Blue Day, which I've inadvertently done. You as well, Tone. It is Employee Appreciation Day. Tony, I appreciate you even though you're not technically an employee. Thank you. It is Multiple Personality Day. I'm going to have to talk oh, to myself I about that one later. I dated a few of those. It is National Absinthe Day. Well, that might be worth checking out. It is National Cheese Doodle Day. Just think uh, Cheetos. It is okay. National Potty Dance Day. Okay. I gotta take a shower, and it's coming up fast. I gotta dance in. 
It is national. Dance. It is National Day of Unplugging, which uh, unfortunately can't do today. No, you can un- you can unplug when you're pooping. It is National unplug. Poutine Day. God, I love me some Poot? poutine. Poutine is it the same as no? Poutine? no, no. <laughs> it is National <laughs> Speech and Debate Education Day. If you want to argue about it, we can do that later. It is National or World World Day of Prayer, and it is Real Film Day. Back when movies were actually on Poutine. reels. <laughs> Folks, that does it for the week. We will be back Monday with a brand new show. Enjoy your weekend. Have a good time. And of course, join us back here on Monday when we talk about Silly Rabbit. This bit is for kids. Folks, we'll talk to you later. Peace.